Welcome to the Beef Brunch Educational Series podcast, bringing you information on cattle production and management in Louisiana and surrounding states. All right. Hi, everyone. Thank you all for joining us on our last news update uh, for the 2020 year. I'm going to just start us with uh, saying thank you. Thank you all for joining in and and listening to us every couple of weeks. Um, Thank you for all the support in this program in general, our entire Beef Brunch educational series. Um, Our views and numbers have grown tremendously since we started this back in April. Um, And we're just, we're excited. We're excited in general about the program and we hope to continue it all through 2021. I know we've already we are already getting our webinars lined up um, and so I'm excited about the speakers and the topics that we have coming to y'all um, after the beginning of the year and we'll get all of that updated um, online as, as soon as possible. So we're going to keep with um, our traditional sequence here and I'm going to go ahead and let Lee kick us off with our field and status update in uh, North Louisiana. Thank you, Ashley. Glad to be with you, uh, you all today. Um, as far as our fields condition, cattle condition up in the northern half of the state, northwest area for sure, uh, it's been fairly cold and wet. We've had several days that the temperature was biting to say the least, um, and we've had some rain events move through. Uh, moisture is not an issue right now. Most folks have got plenty of uh, of moisture there on their soils. Uh, things are wet out there right now, starting to turn kind of boggy in hay feeding areas or feeding areas, you know, that general wintertime look. Uh, you know, a lot of people are starting to move their hay feeding areas now and, and, and trying to avoid the mud as possible. Our ryegrass is, is, is looking good. We've been talking about it for the last two or three updates, I know, but we've we continue to see good uh, ryegrass growth. It's as the cold weather's holding it back just a little up here, but it's not terribly bad. Uh, we continue to see more and more folks move cattle out on ryegrass. Uh, as you drive through the country up here, you're starting to see more and more graze uh, for sure. Well, something new, I guess, that we're starting to see in this week, and uh, it, it's been kind of a trickle up until now, but as J- uh, I, sh- I assume Jason's going to talk about in his market update, uh, the resurgence of calf prices and yearling prices, along with cow cows, we're seeing a lot of cattle move to town in a, in, in a time of year where we don't see big runs at the local auction mark, markets or, or what, what have you. Uh, we're seeing a lot of preconditioned cattle calves that were weaned back in August, September, October or so. Uh, start make their way to market. They, you know, most of them have got a, uh, a preconditioned uh, uh, game plan down. They've got the cattle weaned and they're starting to move, and they're starting to see some some uh, favorable prices with those movements. Uh, in turn, we're seeing a lot of people in our part of the world that are looking to buy some cattle, looking either to feed some excess hay. We've talked several times in this report about how much hay there was and they're uh, bailed this summer in our part of the country and a lot of people are kind of looking around at their hay piles and in their barns and seeing how much hay they truly have and starting to wonder if there's a way that they can capitalize on this or they planted ryegrass and it's doing uh, better than average and they're they're starting to look at ways they can take advantage of this 
And so we're seeing some producers, it's kind of uh, up to the individual operation. We're seeing a lot by cull cows, uh, preferably bred cows or or, or uh, pears. And, and we're also seeing some folks get into the light calf business. Uh, when I say light, uh, 500 or below, uh, they, they've been seeing some value and some uh, lower prices on those lighter weight uh, classes of cattle. So we're seeing a lot of that movement, and, and in turn, that's creating a little bit of demand there. Talked to a guy the other day that has been buying some cold cows, turn out on some ryegrass, and just hoping to, to flip a little profit this spring. And he was uh, commenting on the fact that he's had a had a bit of a tough time picking up those deals like he was just a month ago. Uh, so, so the market's definitely uh, more favorable on that, but n- not for the buyer, I guess you would say. And the last comment I'm going to make, we're, we're seeing a ton of this. Uh, people are uh, are semen testing bulls, kind of getting ready for that, uh, uh, breeding those fall calving cows. Uh, some have already got them turned out, those that calve earlier in the fall. Uh, but, but the balance will be having it on their minds uh, between now and the first of the year, on, a little bit on into January. So I uh, talked to a, a veterinary friend of ours the other day, and, he said that's all he's been doing for the last two weeks is uh, performing breeding soundness exams on bulls. And we've talked about it in updates and, of course, on our beef brunch webinars about the importance of uh, performing BSCs on, on on those bulls before you turn them out. That, that can make a major difference in your operation for sure. And I'm going to close out with saying that uh, uh, how much we appreciate all of you, like Ashley said, and I want to wish you all a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Look forward to visiting with you guys in uh, in 2021. That's all I've got, Ashley. Alright, thank you, sir. Vince, I know we were saying just before we started recording that it was sunshine, rain, sunshine, rain. So, um, how's everything looking down there and uh, what all do you have for us today? Well, thank you all for having me. And it's, it's uh, I think this programming has been a blessing for all of us with the virtual venue that um, you know, our our superiors and our administrators want to see done here in in Louisiana under these uh, uncertain times. But uh, it's it's been it's been a good venue. I, I hope we can uh, get back to uh, as I was visiting with Ron Strahan on the phone a minute ago to some more person to person deals uh, uh, as we move into 21. So, um, but you know, as we move into our weather uh, situation here in the central part of Louisiana, I think we had five days of overcast and didn't get out of the 40s. Uh, for three of those five days and then we had sunshine yesterday sunshine today is beautiful it's we got a little breeze out of the south it, it almost feels like uh springtime but uh we got inch to inch and a half uh anticipated rain for tomorrow into sunday morning so um you get two get two days good and we back up a day for another three to five days so uh, as lee mentioned earlier our uh, producers you know their hay feeding areas are getting somewhat of a bog here um, we got a lot of cattle that are going on ryegrass uh, with these fall calving cows. Um, you know, we we got you know we got a lot of people getting those calves moving, working calves. You know, castrating and vaccinating. Um, most of our cull cows have been pulled uh, ahead of this winter feeding period. Um, you know, unlike um, some other areas of the state, uh, in my immediate area, we didn't make quite as much hay as we had hoped for. We have enough, but uh, nothing excessively. So. A lot of people have pulled their cull cows and marketed those here uh, before the end of the year, which most of our local sale barns are shutting down after this week until early January. 
Uh, so um, I think most people have liquidated what they want to liquidate as far as calls and uh, yearlings that, that need to get out of the replacement heifer uh, pasture and that sort of thing. So um, I sat and had an opportunity to sit in the sale barn earlier this week. And, um, you know, the good calves are still bringing decent money. Uh, watching the board, I mean, the board's been up, you know, pretty consistently the last three days. Uh, had a little fall today, and I'm sure Jason will cover that as as Lee mentioned uh, already. But, um, you know, the, the not so good calves and then the thinner cows are, are worth peanuts. Uh, but uh, as Lee mentioned, we got people that plant ryegrass specifically for buying those thinner bred cows uh, to try to get them calved out in the spring or summer and, and turn a profit. And we have, you know, a considerable amount of do, uh, that going on as well here. So uh, moving forward, uh, just a couple of management things. We're seeing a, a quite a bit of lice uh, on cattle right now. Uh, so producers may want to incorporate uh, some type of topical treatment, uh, whether it be a poor own insecticide or a poor own uh, a deworm or a parasite control that's going to help with some lice issues. So uh, we're seeing quite a bit of that going on right now. Uh, but moving in, into 2021, uh, certainly we, we hope it's a, a better scenario than we've experienced the last eight to nine months. And uh, uh, hopefully we can meet in person sometime soon. That's all I have for today. All right, thank you. Sorry, they were. I think they're shifting some stuff around the office. If you hear um, hear a little clanking going on out there, um, Jason, what all do you have for us today? All right, thank you, Ashley. Uh, I just want to put a couple of things into perspective real quick. So whenever you hear Lee and I talk about uh, things are getting wet uh, and we're having to start moving hay racks around, it's getting pretty damp. Uh, that. Uh, we hear Vince talk about that. We understand that. Uh, but you start getting to these hills up here and, and you start talking about it getting wet, so wet that uh, that you got to go through the pasture and four wheel drive in the truck and start moving hay racks. So we are we are pretty damp. And uh, I cannot stress enough the fact that we need to get back to face to face because Vince has got a tree full of satsumas and we can't figure out how to get them up here to North Louisiana. So, uh, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm definitely ready for some for some face to face interaction. Uh, looking at the markets, as Vince and Lee have both said, that uh, those uh, uh, those value-added uh, wean calves uh, definitely did pretty good if you look at uh, some of the area markets. Uh, we'll start with the Fed steer negotiated cash sales. They range from 103 to 108 uh, towards the end of the week, which is steady to about $2 higher than a week ago. Uh, so our uh, most recent quotes, February, uh, up 35 cents at 114.80, April up 20 cents at 118.62, and June down five cents at 114.02. Uh, those five to 600 pound steers uh, sold between 140 and 150, which is about $2 higher than a week ago. So if you look at those uh, those USDA market reports, they do uh, they will reference those uh, uh, those folks that are sitting over USDA monitoring those. They will reference those value-added calves and you saw some of those value-added calves in that same weight group that got up there 156 159 so uh that's what lee was talking about some of those that were weaned had a little value added to them they certainly did well this past week seven eight hundred pound feeder steer sold between 120 and 128 so that's about steady to two dollars lower than the previous week uh those same group of cattle futures uh, currently trading down 57 for January, 57 cents down uh, 140.40, March down 37 cents at 142, 
in April down 10 cents at 143.90. So not a whole lot of movement on that type of, that type in class. Uh, lean coal cows uh, still remaining steady from the previous week. Uh, so they're still in that 42 to 48 cents uh, per pound range. So whenever we got this recording done, we didn't have the monthly cattle feed report, but we did have the pre-report estimates. Uh, so they're largely forecasting tighter supplies ahead in the April to May timeframe. Um, estimates indicated placements are going to be down in November uh, with an average coming in at around 170,000 head below year ago levels. And October placements uh, are also, they're expecting to be below year ago levels. So uh, hopefully next time we visit, uh, we'll have a little bit better grasp on what that actual cattle on feed report looks like. So uh, Vince and I have been talking on and off this week about feedstuffs. Um, and if any of y'all follow feedstuffs, if you try to purchase feedstuffs, you, you know what this uh those markets are doing. It's uh, it's gotten quite frustrating at trying to um, trying to find some of those. Um, and one of the most popular ones, the one that uh, Vince and I have been talking about this past week, was DDGs, uh, a very popular uh, feed stuff to put in the diets. Uh, has historically been very economical, uh, even for us to get it delivered down here in the south has has been pretty. Uh, a very economical feedstuff to consider, but with with travel across the U.S. being at uh, lower levels because of COVID, um, uh, the ethanol production uh, U.S. wide uh, is down. So what that means to us is is not as much dry distillers grains as on the market, and whenever you have less supply. Uh, but the demand is still there. We know that what that does to our prices. So today, looking at the uh, the markets, what I want to do is just try to put it into perspective in terms of, uh, of where we were this time last year. Uh, so soybean meal right now is trading up uh, $14.50 at $404 a ton. So that's $100 more a ton than we were this time last year. Uh, soybean hulls are trading pretty much steady at $130 a ton. Uh, so this time last year, they were at $125. Um, here's the one that hurts bad because a lot of folks use cottonseed meal. So cottonseed meal this week trading down $2.50. <laughs> but the caveat is it's still trading at $427.50 a ton. This time last year, we were at $255 a ton on that same commodity. Whole cotton seed trading five dollars up, uh, two sixty-five. Uh, so last year, one hundred eighty-five dollars a ton. Rice brand steady at one twenty-five, steady for the year, one twenty-five. Uh, corn gluten feed meal. Uh, so that's uh, that's the forty percent pro protein. Don't get that one confused with corn gluten feed. This is the corn gluten meal, trading up ten dollars at six thirty-five. Uh, so that same commodity this time last year was trading at 470, uh, 635 to 470. So huge difference in that one. So we were just talking about a while ago, DDGs. So uh, DDGs are still up in the markets. Uh, they went up this past week another $11. Uh, so we're at 212.50. Uh, this time last year, we were at 145. Uh, corn trading up five cents a bushel at $4.42 a bushel. Uh, this time last year, we were at 389. So whenever um, 
Um, whenever we start talking to guys about trying to add value on farm and feeding a little bit, that gets kind of a hard pill to swallow whenever you start looking at some of these commodities. The uh, good thing is uh, we got a lot of folks in, in the South that feed rice bran and soybean hulls, and they're, uh, they have remained pretty steady. Uh, thank goodness, but some of these other commodities that we add in there to try to get some energy or some added protein, uh, that's uh, uh, that that makes that makes it rough. So anytime we can say that we're getting a little bit higher calf prices by adding value to them, um, I guess that makes it a little bit easier whenever we talk about how some some of these commodities are. But uh, I think that just kind of puts the year into perspective of where we are in terms of. Uh, what it takes in terms of inputs to get a commodity to market. Um, and I think those uh, those commodities are going to continue to play a part in the uh, in the fed cattle um, world as well as they start looking at their uh, their inputs going in the first quarter of 2021. On a good note, um, I, all of y'all saw they got some good snowstorms across the Midwest this past week. Uh, that is good news for our feedlot guys because that's keeping those beds frozen. Uh, keeping the yards frozen, they don't have to deal with all that mud in the feed yards, uh, which is uh, certainly good for them. Lee might argue with that because Lee's been a pen rider before, so he might argue with that snow in the pens. But uh, in terms of just keeping those pens in pretty good shape in the wintertime, they like it when they get those good freezing temperatures. That's all I've got, Ashley. All right, thank you. I uh, was on the phone with one of my grandpas last night. He's a retired ranch manager from in the Panhandle and then uh, North Central Texas, so outside of uh, the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And every time I talked to him, he said, how wet is it? Are the cows stinking all the way up to their hawks or not? And I said, well, some of the calves might be in some of those feed areas, but um, it's just very different environment compared to uh, where I grew up and, and how he's used to raising cattle. And that's the the question he gives me all the time is, can you send me some rain and uh, and how wet is it? So driving around the northeast region today, I saw quite a few big old mud holes and some some calves trying to get get into the hay and um, some cows had busted some fence and I had one cow per hay bale going there in one little spot. So um, we hope that you all have a wonderful, wonderful holiday. Thank you all again um, for your support this year. We look forward to 2021. Um, and we will be back with you the first week of January. I believe January 5th will be our next um, news update. So have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year.